This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes, and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Luca Nation, um, first off, you're in for a treat today. So this is one of those episodes where I recommend you you listen to it twice back because there's going to be um, business advice here. There's going to be hobby advice. There's going to be kind of more, you know, kind of big picture of this is how maybe the hobbies also change and grow because the gentleman that's sitting across from me, uh, better looking gentleman than my co-host, honestly, this time, uh, and and has knows a little bit more about the hobby, I feel as well, which is, I'm excited. <laughs> We're going to have a little collision of the minds here. Uh, this is someone who comes as respected as, as, as it gets. And, you know, I don't watch a lot of content. The way I learn about people is what our audience says about the interactions that they have. So a large part of our audience is West Coast, L.A., and they speak incredibly highly about Bullpen L.A. And just the whole Bullpen brand and how good the interactions they've had. And I said, how are we 700 episodes in? And we've never had mentioned the Bullpen guys on because in a world of breakers, LCS is the hobby. Not to hear one bad word about business is, is very, very rare. So, Luca Nation, my audio is going to be a little different. I didn't bring my microphone and I'm traveling. Uh, by the way, my sister's graduation, you, a lot of you met her, so send her a DM. But if my audio is a little different, uh, please bear with me. I'm not going to do a lot of talking. I'm going to do a lot of listening because I want to learn. Uh, but without further ado, Mitch Gutenberg, CEO, founder, um... extraordinaire of Bullpen. Um, yeah, I started in two, I started my first shop in 2000. Um, we've moved five times. I have the, the greatest partner, uh, my best friend in the entire world, Ty Fout Ty. You guys not met her. Um, she is my business partner. She is the one, she is really one of the people that have really elevated us to a whole nother level. Uh, she came in, uh, with me in 2000 and it's 2016 and we've taken on to a whole nother level. Uh, we now have, uh, we opened our fifth store in, uh, Soho, New York, uh, next week, uh, which I will be there building. Um, we have four in Los Angeles right now. Um, the main store where I'm at right now that I'm most of, most of the time here, uh, we have about 33,000 boxes in stock at all times. Um, and we basically, I'm here from 9 in the morning to about 1 a.m. every night, 365, seven days a week. Um, we do breaks. Um, our in-store purchases are incredible. Um, and we just work. Nine to one, but is there any place you'd rather be, Mitch? No, God, no. <laughs> I have to watch movies and talk about sports, and I, we have two cats in the store that I get to play and just get to hang out every and, day. And if you guys don't know, I mean, what are you, like a stone's throw away from LAX, right? So yeah, if someone's the main flying store to the airport, take it. You can see a store. You can see, go to the store. It, it, I hate flying. I flew today. I, it was just the worst experience. Do not fly budget. They don't even give you coffee, tea, or water anymore. But he called me today. It, He's like, I flew from Florida to Philadelphia, and boy, are my arms tired. Boom, boom, boom. The point is, I would love an LCS two minutes away. Like, you know, I'd be like, Mom, 
come pick me up at the LCS. I'll buy a pack and kind of de-stress because flying is difficult. What was your, I mean, 2003, that's LeBron's rookie year. Why oh, yeah. that year? Why did you uh, decide? 2000. 2000. 2000. 2000. 2000. June, 20, June 20th, 2000. And we've, we've closed two days since we opened. What were those two days? My mom's Wedding? funeral and my dad's funeral. It was the only two days that we've ever we've ever closed. I'm a, I'm truly a workaholic. Um, I don't really take vacations. I work constant. I love what I get to do. And was this like a, <laughs> Buster? Was this like a long time coming where you were a hobbyist and then you're like, I need to open a store. This is what I've always wanted to do. And 2000 was the right time. Uh, pretty much. I I started doing card shows when I was um 15, and then got away from it a little bit, and then. There was an ad in a newspaper for a guy working a card shop in 1998. And I was like, a card store? How cool would that be? And then started working for it and then got sick of working for someone and opened my own store in June 2000 in Venice Beach. And I've just been going since. And I mean, it's interesting, right? Because it's, it's an interesting time, right? 2000, everything was going great. You had you know, your, your dot-com and then you had 9-11. And markets was, kind of took a tank. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting time. A lot of people think that we're headed for, you know, similar markets. The market's kind of a little correction, a little recession and stuff. And yet you're expanding. Yes. Is that because you just have seen the hobby now for nearly 40 years and know that, you know, no matter what, like baseball, you know, it's the cities of the world have been paved over, Ray, eh? But baseball has stood the test of time. Oh, my God. It's cards, too. You know what that's from, Mitch. Yes, of course. Field of Dreams. Yeah, of course. My man right there. Field of um, Dreams. If, if you ever want to do movie trivia, um, it's... it's. That's I, why Mitch loves our show. <laughs> so to give you a little funny... So Mike Fruitman, uh, Mike Stadium Cards in Colorado, we do screenshots of movies that you've seen. And I have four different levels that I send to people. Like if, you, if I send you a screenshot of four movies and it, it's the impossible level, there's only like nine people that have ever seen some of these movies. All right. So you're never I've gotta get on him. this. I gotta yes. get on this. Group oh my chat. god. It's um, Mike always puts it Mike puts it as go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go please, please. Sorry about that. Mike Mike will say like um, Mitch Guttenberg versus the world on movie trivia. <laughs> and it's it gets it gets really bad. Um, I love it. Yesterday I was on the phone with Mark Zablo from Bleaker. Uh, I mean he was having a, an event there last night. Uh, can't wait to go to your store in Soho next week. I'm gonna find out about the grand opening about that and crash. I'll it. be out there for it. Nice. Well, I'm gonna come hang out. We're gonna do movie lines. And he's on the phone. And he says, "Ah, it's, it's like the luck of the Irish. Only I'm not Irish." And I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh." And I sent him a screenshot of White Men Can't Jump because of Woody Harrelson when he was. Yep. Shooting. He's like, "Sydney, oh, look at this! I got four in a row." It's like the luck of the Irish. Only I'm yep. not Irish. So people speak in movie quotes, Andrew. It's just what people Always. do. Okay. Just to let you know, Princess Bride is still the most quotable movie of all time. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> Liar! Liar! <laughs> all right, you're done. This is it. <laughs> Mitch, you're, are you originally from L.A.? Yes. You're originally from L.A.? Yeah. I my, my get that vibe from you. I get a no, New York East Coast vibe from you. My, my parents are from New York. My, da- my dad was from New York. My mom was from Chicago. And they moved so, out. I've been, in, I've been in L.A. my entire life. But I, I just... I am who I am, so I just I, I have I understand the New York the New York vibe, but I just you have, I, you have a few stores. Is this New York one a little bit more special, like a little bit of a kind of homecoming for you? Um, a little bit. Um, it's 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 it was time. Um, we've been in the West Coast. Everybody's like wanting to move another like forty miles south of us, or and we're like, no, let's let's go big. 
So we have we have a couple more coming out that I've got ideas for um, for next year. Uh, I think I'll stop at eight is my goal. By the by, middle of next year, we have, have eight stores, and then I'm Kobe, Froby, Froby's <laughs> number. Stop at that number. No, Kobe is eight. Cage not twenty four. Yeah. So, Mitch, you got four stores already going. You're playing in yes. eight. You know how do you how do you how do you run them? Without losing the authenticity that is bullpen that's in the Venice Beach store, you know, do you train the people? Do you install absolutely your own person? Like, how's that work? Um, it's a lot of work. I have I have the best team. I mean, we have we have two managers in LA with Time Eye running it, and then we we just hired a guy from New York uh, to come out and run uh, Burbank. We have a store in Burbank now uh, called Bullpen Burbank that um, simply high end cards. Uh, Billy um, Billy's great. He now is running Burbank. Um, and the other ones, the hobbyist, uh, and Melrose are just a couple really good kids. And one of them's moving to New York. And so we're opening there. They, they sit, I mean, I'm on the phone with them with everybody 18, 19 hours a day, every day, um, teaching, going over stuff, um, asking questions on some distributors to manufacturers, to other stores to find out what's good, what's bad. Um, so I keep my, I keep my pulse on all the time. We've gotten your, as Andrew likes to call the origin story, right? You opened packs when you're 15 years old. You know, you came in 1987, opened <coughs> up, you know, Topps cards and whatever else. There is. You know, you left, you came back in, you worked in a card store. Here's what I want to get out of the episode right there in the first 10 minutes. I hear that you're in it. I hear that you're in it for as long as you've been in it and you don't take any breaks and you love it. You love every minute of it. But I hear one thing more. I hear expanding. I hear that not only are you in it, but you are doubling down. You're expanding your footprint from four stores to eight stores. You're expanding out of California into New York and probably some other locations. To me, that's maybe the most important thing that our audience can hear today because we're in a weird crossroads of the hobby, I think, right? Where a lot of people came in, people are, are wondering what's going to happen. You know, we're at almost like a f- potential fork in the road. People, people message me all the time. Should I leave? Should I go? We know other people who are also investing in the hobby. People who are mm-hmm. becoming breakers, people who are, you know, also opening stores. I think people would love to hear what your thought process is. What you know, maybe a little behind the scenes, like why sure. would you choose to double down now when we might be facing, you know, an interesting time ahead, not just from the hobby, but just overall economic macro picture. From okay, um, yeah, it's easy. Um, Shoot. we we decided to start expanding. I mean, there's great concern with everything in this industry with with Fanatics coming in, tops cutting distributors. Which I did a podcast last week and said that, and everybody literally lost their mind. But Tops is Tops is cutting distributors. Panini still, um, Upper Deck is still hanging on with what they're doing. Again, I, I'm a giant hockey fan, so I just want to keep Upper Deck going. Um, but here's here's where we are in this industry, and it, you'll get it. Let's buy Upper Deck. I would love to. Yeah. They're not for sale though. They won't be. Ever, they're not for sale at all. You know, they own they own the Fleer brand, man. Yep, and Mar and, and most of Marvel. And, yeah, Marvel. And Marvel. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Marvel, you know, so all the PMGs, that's all them. Yep. Um, but here's where we are in the industry. Um, you know, when you have think, I use this analogy all the time in the store. Thanksgiving dinner, you've eaten 14 pounds of turkey at 6 o'clock and you can't move. Yeah. You're sitting in your chair and you're like, and just trying to get any breath. That's where we are right now. We're at, at the full capacity. I don't think we can go much bigger than we are now. And all of a sudden, 7 o'clock rolls, we start digesting everything. Everything comes down to a level that is more consistent. The goat cards are always going to be, they're not coming down. They're, they're going to be right there. But all the, all the other stuff, that the second year stuff, some prism stuff that's been made over and over and over and over, 
um, that get, that's going to settle down to a re- reasonable price. Again, settling down our stomach. Wait a second. It's nine o'clock. I can move again. Let me go get another cup of cup a cup of brandy and let's let's go eat a little bit more. And that's where we are. That's what, what's coming over the next year or so. I love this man because <laughs> I love no. I love the baseball analogy. People say, "What inning are we in?" Right? Because I love baseball. But right. there is one thing I love more than baseball. It's eating right. until I'm full, like to a point of like I can't eat anymore. Uh-huh. And he that's... has changed the hobby analogy from what inning we're in to Thanksgiving. I get to watch football, which is kind of better than baseball a little bit, and I get to eat <laughs> until I'm stuffed. This is the new best hobby analogy ever. Thank you, Mitch. Of course. Mitch, off the record, but kind of on the off record. Off the record with every thousands of people who are like, off the record. I don't know what that is. A ton of changes, right? Yes. I mean, if you talk grading, you know, PSA is the juggernaut. Beckett just appointed a new CEO, you know, SGC, are they in second, you know? Then Fanatics comes in. eBay is now doing vaulting and authenticity. Uh, everyone has a vault, 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 vault. I mean, there's so much going on over the last like two years. Like if we go maybe COVID, right? Maybe a little bit, a little. Are you happy with the changes? Are you agnostic? Oh, are you... Boy. oh and here we go. Feel free to answer this two ways. Cause like, what does that mean? Happy as you know, is it Mitch the collector happy? Is Mitch the business owner happy? Is Mitch the breaker happy? You know, you could also wear different hats for that answer. Um, okay. Um, first as a, as a, as a collector, I only collect my only collection is high-end sports wax. If you come out to the store, there is one display case. Um, it's it's I hear crazy. I is great at uh, verifying <laughs> cases, so. <laughs> uh, no comment on that one. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I have, I mean, again, and we'll sell, I mean, like 1213 Prism. 1314, uh, 0304 Exquisite, 2009 um, Tops Update, or uh, Bowman, Bowman Update. Yep. I mean, there's in this one display case. There's at any one time. There's a million, million and a half dollars in inventory just in this one display case's box. If we sell a box, I go nuts. I'm like, great, I got to go find another box. So we are kindred spirits because that is what I've been talking about the last three months and how those (laughs) cases are not only is the content inside of it going down in supply, it's deflationary, but you also have the marketing and the attention that comes when you rip that wax. So oh, yeah. we really I mean, are kindred spirits. I apologize. I mean, I mean, oh god, I've got a, I've got a 2000 SP authentic case sitting in the display case. I have a 96 for you. There's a 96, 97 Flare Z Force case mm. in my in my display case. Cool. Nice. So That's I mean, nice for, for for all your Ray Allen and Iverson fans. <laughs> fifty one. Would you rather have fifty one Bowman or fifty two tops? Tops, right? 52 tops. Um, I mean, 50, 52 tops is a better, is, but it's still 51 Bowman would be the rookie card. But 52 tops is still the better, the better, the better card. But from a business standpoint, going back to business wise, um, the industry's not going anywhere. There's there's too much money in it. Uh, tops luckily will stay in charge of running for the fanatics. Again, I've I've talked to the fanatics. I know pretty much everybody from the fanatics people. I get along with all of them. They they're really good guys. Um, I. They just need a little bit. They're money guys. They just don't know. They need to learn more about sports cards because this industry is not a plug in and play. It's not. I've got this algorithm. Boom! It's going to plug in, and it's it doesn't work in this industry like that. And that's the one thing that I that I've stressed on them constantly when I've talked to them. Like guys, come out, sit with, come sit. There's a chair next to me. 
at my desk and sit and I'll spend a week teaching you guys. Whereas like you're selling hats, it's, you know, you run more marketing, you convert more, you sell sh jerseys and shirts, you, you run more marketing or more advertising. I applied for this a job is... with Fanatics, Mitch. They didn't even call me back. You're hired by Luca Nation and you have a non-compete clause, <laughs> I sent them a resume and everything. Yeah. I put, I put a dollar in your pocket, by the way, so it's, it's consideration. Yeah, that's right. You got attorney client privilege. The very micro community driven. Yes, I found it's these like little pockets of communities that are sometimes symbiotic. Sometimes they're at war, but then you know the enemy of my enemy is your friend, and the friend it's it's very mm -hmm. much like that. I mean, I, I mean, again, I've had I've had I've been in business here twenty um, pushing twenty two years, twenty three years, and I mean, I, there's not too many people that don't know me that I have like a polarizing. But everybody knows me. You might you might not like me, but you know who I am. You might not like my reputation, but like, oh, I know who Mitch is. Be careful of him. He's he'll oh, he'll tell you everything. That's the first thing I say. Be careful with him. There's Mitch. a lot. There's a lot. I mean, you you put a core in me, and I can just go for hours on on people. All right, strap up. If you got one of those people out there who uh, who works out to this, oh, there's there's a few. Get I mean, on the treadmill. We're going. Oh you know? no, I would. I mean, there there are some people. Go. Oh, there's some people that, 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 that him and I, there's many people in the industry who are, I mean, I would love to, have to sit down and talk conversations with. You know what and bothers me? It's, who? What bo not who. No one bothers me. What bothers me is, is a vibe. Uh, what bothers me is judgment of how other people collect and how other people do the hobby. Well, because I think everyone does it different. Let's get yeah, no, no, in on that, though, because, because, Part of it, and Mitch, maybe I'm wrong, but I'd love to hear your take. Part of it sure. is we have had a lot of people come in who tell people how to collect, but from a this is what you should be doing standpoint. And I can understand somebody like Mitch maybe not liking that because he's been here a long enough time to say that's not it. And I, people who listen to those people are going to lose. And that's well, yeah, never no, a good it, outcome. No, no, no. I mean, again, some of those guys, the, the investment guys that are on YouTube and they do their their – their videos and everything else. Um, I'm not a really big fan because they haven't been in the industry more than one or two years. So they've only been at the very hype of this. They haven't yeah. been when like in 2016 um, and you had basketball products that were 30 bucks. Yeah. You could buy all that product because Ben Simmons at the time was the number one, the number one pick in the draft. Didn't sign. He signed with upper deck. So you had Panini threads and you had all this other product that were th literally that you were dumping product at thirty to fifty, sixty dollars a box, and they now Ben Simmons' product is worth twelve dollars mm -hmm. because it's Ben Simmons. But right. we don't know. We're just kidding. We but, but, no, but, but you got you now have Ingram and Jalen Brown in that product that are now continuing to push it. And again, some of those products have Kobe autographs in it. Yep. Oh, definitely. I so, think where Andrew was going with it was this, right? You've <laughs> seen people come into your store who ask you for a random thing, mm -hmm. right? Sealed wax. Maybe it's somebody who collects Ray Allen, or maybe it's somebody who collects, you know, who the hell knows Antoine Jameson? You know what I mean? Like, there are a million I'm different sure kinds Kevin of... Morton Tucker was popular for yeah, a minute. There's a lot oh, of people who Did collect. you see our... We did, we, did a, we did a video for Spectrum TV LA, and they talked about uh, Taylor. See? Yeah, it was really funny. We were like, yeah, there was just that. It was like, we did the week after he put up 40 in a preseason game. And they were like, well, is he people? I'm like, yeah, people are now coming in. And they interviewed him. He's like, "Yeah, I don't collect my own cards. I don't even own any own, own any of my own cards." And you're like, "Okay." I'm like, "We're trying to reach out to him. Like, hey, come in. We'll just give you cards." And he just goes like, "Nah, no, nah, never mind." Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I, I think where Andrew's going is, you know, like 
people collect in different ways. And part of what rubs him the wrong way is people telling folks how to collect, people telling people who to listen to, who not to listen to, and that kind of stuff. So, Andrew, I'm right with you on that. Right, right, right. There are so many different ways to collect. I mean, you have a budget. I mean, I'm always, I'm always under the impression that I'm, the best investment for me is always telling people sealed wax. Do your homework. Find out which redemptions are, are not there. Um, and do your, do your due diligence and working on that. And if you believe that, I mean, people ask me, what do I collect? It's sealed wax. Um, but you got to make sure like 2020 football contenders, Burroughs got a redemption. So you've got till July 22nd and then you lose because you don't know, you don't know about if Panini will honor that. I mean, he signed everything, but you, Panini doesn't have to obligate that after the 22nd. Right. So knowing that like 16, 17 limited basketball to throw out a crazy one has live Kobe autographs. That product keeps going up because that live Kobe autographs. 17 uh, Chronicles basketball. Again, li- terrible product. Kobe's got live autographs in it. It, it, got, it got me thinking. So obviously you're plugged in. Like you, you know things. You know these data points like you just said, Burrow signed everything. In an age where information is so readily available, like I'm thinking those, uh, are they called Manta cards? How do you? Manga, 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 manga. manga. You don't know how much are out there, right? Like you no. might as a, but you don't really know. And and do you, like as a buyer, I would love to know if Joe Burrow did sign all of his redemptions. I would love to know if I could redeem them, yes or no, up until a certain date. I would love to know how many base are ever printed. I I would love to. I think more transparency and information like that would be good for the hobby. But you would be terrific. Would be terrific for the hobby. They'll never give you that number. It's it's to find out like out like to numbers of how much product was made. It'll be like A plus B plus C, um, plus D and E. They won't give you equals equals F. But there's one number you won't figure out. I've been doing again. I've been doing, trying to figure this out for years, and it just doesn't. What I mean, Mitch, you used to be able to get a That's ballpark a of it, right? What is it? Ste- um, step one, business plan. Step two, steel That's underpants. The underwear gnomes. <laughs> steel underpants. Step South three, Park is profit. Right. It's, Whenever I come to cage with a business idea, I'm like, "This is gonna work. This is awesome. Let's try this." He's like, oh, well, step, "Step one, steal underpants. Step two, make profit." Uh-huh. Yeah, step three, we just don't have the step two. No, but, yeah. but Mitch, it wasn't always like. I remember Tops used to put pack odds, and you could figure out how much product was being done based on the pack odds. There's they always there, there, there's always still one thing you won't get. There there might be a gold or there might be a platinum or a orange that they didn't put in the pack odds that yeah. you won't. But you can get close. There's all you can get close, you just can't get to that. Is that because they're afraid of sticker shock? They don't want people knowing how many Zions are really out there. Pretty much, that's that's one thing is, um, they'll never, they'll never like. I've been trying to figure out like cup odds because I'm a giant hockey guy with cup odds, you just can't figure out like the how many, how many cases of cup there are in a three box and a six box case because there's different odds on each one of them, and you'll just you'll spend hours and hours sitting on a, on a chalkboard drawing up stuff and it will never come up. Hmm. So, so when fanatics came in, this is what we've heard. We heard LC, some LCSs are worried because they're going to go direct <laughs> to consumer distributors are worried, but big breakers are excited. I don't understand the value of distributors at all in this space. They make no sense to me. I've said that a few times. I'm curious your take, cause you kind of have your hand in all three of those. Mm-hmm. Maybe two Absolutely. Distributors are a must. must. Distributors are a must. Okay. Every single store, every dis- breaker, 
everybody can sell high-end stuff. Uh, if flawless NT, immaculate, in, uh, in, uh, impeccable, noir, everything. It's easy to sell. Every whatever you're you're allocated, you can sell. If you can't and sell, that's in a recession, a bull market, a flat market doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You're always gonna, you're always going to be able to you're always going to be able to move most of that product at, at at least one twenty percent, one hundred twenty percent over, at least twenty percent over, maybe fifty. Then T's going higher than that. Prism football is even going higher than that. It's always the, the higher end products are going to go. The problem is that mid range, Donruss, Tops, Inception, um, Obsidian. All those products are really tough to have. Heritage, Gypsy Queen. Um, like my allocation for Heritage is like 37 cases, 38 cases of product. And if I don't, if you're, if I don't have a, a way to move that as, as a store, but I'd still just do distribution to stores that I help out and breakers, I have to be able to move some of that product. And again, it's going to sit in Topps Warehouse, Panini's Warehouse, and they're like, okay. Um, and they used to do, years ago, they used to do package deals. They still do them. Like, listen, if you take five cases of Gypsy Queen, we'll give you two more cases of Dynasty. And the distributor goes, okay, we'll take those. You make your money on the Dynasty and you just kind of break even on the, on the Gypsy Queen. But if you don't take it, it kind of will uh, um, disrupt everything at that point. So distributors are a must. It, it keeps everybody also localized. I mean, I think what, what Finax's idea is, is going to be getting rid of the distributor. They're getting rid of rumors. They're getting rid of a couple. Tops is getting rid of a couple more. Um, I mean, go back, go back to uh, the upper deck. If you guys remember, two thousand nine, upper deck tried to get rid of Richard McWilliams. May rest in peace. Um, he tried to get rid of all distributors. He hated that markup. That anywhere between five and twelve percent markup. He couldn't figure out how to get rid of that markup. So he was going to cut distributors, open his own stores. And go direct to everybody. That was his. That was his model. He opened one store in um, in Huntington Beach. Um, was only supposed to give that one or two cases, but at that time I lived in Long Beach. It was like five miles away, so I used to drive down once a week and check out their store. So I knew exactly what they this were is. Doing. Upper Deck branded, right? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Um, and so I knew I knew they were getting extra cases of stuff to try to make more money on it. Um, but Richard really didn't like that distributor. And it, it bit him in the ass. It, he just couldn't, they couldn't move enough product. You can't move that middle, mid, mid end product. At that time, you couldn't. Um, and it just, it just failed. It's a, uh, it's a salesperson for commission, is what a distributor is. Instead of yeah. paying them a salary and benefits, they get commission. So, and yeah. then you need someone hustling those low, right. lower tier. I mean, another one was 2016 Top's Finest Baseball. Again, they, they didn't like the distributors, what the, what the distributors put their numbers in. And they said, you know what, guys? Screw you guys. We're only going to go direct. So they took all the product back. They tried to put it online, and they gave it to the top 10 stores in the country. And they gave everybody like three or four cases. And they sat on five or six pallets of 16 Finest Baseball. And then they went, we can't move the stuff. Um, they called the seven distributors and said, okay, guys, everybody gets 300 cases, 400 cases. And that's how they moved all of it. But yeah, you have to have that, that, that in-between to take that, take the brunt of the products. You know when the uh, when the froth starts to come off of the uh, the boil here, you know, and the, and the pot starts to kind of simmer down a little bit. Those distributors and the role that they play, it becomes all the more soup, important. Make sure to take that froth off. My mom has this little thing to take it off. You know, Very I mean, good. the market is frothy. You know, it's one of those things, <laughs> and, and and when it's frothy, everybody thinks I'll just 
I'll just sell yeah. the Joe Blow on the corner, you know, because because you can. You could just put it online and everybody will take anything. Look what happened. People were shooting each other in Target for this stuff, for crap. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? For, for the retail, retail products, absolutely. So um, when that happens, of course it sounds like a great idea because every product is a huge markup. And the, the people who are making the product are fearful that they're losing that markup. But guess what? When it comes a little bit, you need somebody bundling your home and auto like flow. <laughs> you know what you okay you would mention you guys do a great job of towing the line of hobby and business right I, I think some people are either too much of like this is a hobby stop making it about money the business is about money and people are happier when they make money and other people are like all money all money all money but those people quickly leave and i think what makes you guys really special is you understand the value of making money and that keeps you going but you also love this Oh uh, no, hundred percent. I I mean, I get asked all the time about about money, and um, one person I'll bring up, Jer- Jared Blez, is is a friend, and he one day said he like, Mitch, you and I are exactly alike, and I'm like, no, you're driven by money, and I'm not. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'd I'd much rather have I'd much rather sit down and teach six year old kids how to collect cards and penny sleeve and top load stuff, and have fun with them, favorite player, favorite team, do statistics with them. Teach them how what the business is. Teach them how to collect cards. Put it in set order. I mean, set building. Do you remember when that used to be a thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's it's all. I mean, and yes, the business. I make money. There's no question. I do. And at the end of the day, I have my house and I have my car that I love my car dearly. And I get to go to Vegas and still work in Vegas. Is it a Corvette? I see you as a Corvette guy. Porsche. Wow. Nice investment. And, and a real not a, not a Cayenne, like a real bro, bro name. No, no, no. I have the little, I have the little one. I have the McCann. <laughs> I have the little McCann one. Um, but um, no, I, we we do a trip. You guys, I will uh, the next time we go to Vegas, I will invite you out. We have a we have a shop owner uh, Vegas trip that we do every few months. One of and the most popular posts we've done is I mean, hey, National should be in Vegas every year. Give us a hands up if the, if people agree. Oh, you're going to put me in trouble on this one. Do you know why Atlantic City? (laughs) Do you know why the national is in in Atlantic City? Uh, I can't think of anything funny on the top of my head. Um, because they don't pay for the building. They don't pay for building. For for space, you mean? Mm -hmm. Tourists pay for it. The tourist commissions. Wow. So NCSS or NCCS or however. They don't have to rent the space, so everything is profit. But that's so short-sighted because I think you could attract way more people, and long-term they would have a much better experience, and you'd have a bigger venue and more opportunity and more business in Vegas. It's just set up. Uh-huh. AC is such a dump. In a word, uh huh. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's amazing. Good for you. Even Chicago wasn't bad because it was kind of all at least localized and you it wasn't glamorous, but like okay, everyone's at that steakhouse. If you want to go make business, Gibson's deals, Gibson's is amazing. Yeah, everyone's right there. Just everybody's there. Right. You go to Gibson's or you or you go you go to Shaw's. Shaw's is the best seafood in Chicago. That's the other place you have to go. I only ate free bomb pops from the whatnot ice cream truck. That was all I ate the entire time I was there, and I don't care about it. I was trying to win a Michael Jordan rookie. So, so um, listen, man, I, I mean, I have to just – before we jump into the next topic, I know Andrew's got a whole list. What you sure, said, yeah. Andrew, makes sense, right? What you said to about Mitch and myself, but I do want to say this, right? It's great that money is made, 
right? I think both sides of that coin are fine. I, I honestly, I think that we we need both, right? It's okay to have people out there who are driven by money, as long as they're also providing fun for other people. You know what I mean? Whether it's breakers and providing the product for them, the whole deal. Like I consider myself somebody who is having fun with this, but I'm also having more fun when I'm making money than losing money. I mean, I want to be as honest as I can, right? Yeah. I mean, it's less fun to lose. I opened Ian's birthday yesterday. I opened a box of Crown Royal. You know, it was like $400 for this box. It's one pack. And I got a Glenn Rice order. Sticker. One of my, one of my mentors who's... Like, uh, I hated that. I wasn't having fun there. Yeah. No. <laughs> Who? Uh, Ed Milet. He's a baseball card collector. Grew up. He, he came out with a book this week, which I'm doing a giveaway. It's a personal development book for my community. We have five. He told. He says winning is more fun than fun is fun. So I always wanted to give give him that quote. So, yeah. I mean, I can. I mean, when, like we when we do breaks. I mean, I I just I'm I bash names on purpose. <laughs> if you ever come on our, our I mean. I have nicknames for everybody. Um, I just have a blast doing it, and I just. What's your favorite product to break? Cup hockey. Oh, Not even a thought. Nice. I'm Not gonna let. Thought. I'm gonna let my daughter do a break. Andrew, you know she's in our Discord because she's the artist for our NFT, so she gets alerts. And today she got an alert while we were in the car, taking to the dentist, and she says, "Oh, Andrew's gonna be on live on whatnot at 6:30. Guys, come on in if you're interested in Tatis." And Tatum cards, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, she's got to do a break. Oh my god! I mean, Tatis and Tatum. <laughs> like, like, I, like when I when I do like soccer cards, I'll just like, yep, nope, I don't know who that is. Barca. Yep, I'm not even going on that name. <laughs> um, so you, Mitch, when did you get into breaking? Was that from 2000, right? As you opened the store? No. Okay, so this is a little known fact. I started breaking uh, in 2012 on YouTube. In the Whoa. store, uh, my friend of mine's like, you got to try this. And we had one or two customers that would literally, while we're open, we would do breaks. And it was it was really quiet. It was on um, Breakers TV. Breakers TV. I said I talk about this all on Breakers TV. And it was really was you you had to download this other thing that you had two cameras or three cameras on you. Um, and I got and we were I was running the store and I didn't really have much help at that time. And we got a couple guys who just literally were just trolling us, and I'm like. I was like, F this, um, screw you guys, I'm done. And I just like, stop. I got off and just never got back. And then when it I was became... Blaz, you found out. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't, it would be really funny if it was. <laughs> um, um, so but in 2017, um, early 17, Ty came in. We, she's like, I'm going to do the social media. And she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you the front page of the store. And I'm like, oh no. And she's like, yeah. And when we started doing breaking, then I would literally break every day, all the time. We would have we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to get off if we had less than like fifteen people in the room on Instagram. But now we'll end up at like four o'clock in the morning, and there's still one hundred and seventy five people in our room. We're just we're just we just can't keep our eyes open. Um, I'd fallen asleep breaking, which I thank God we deleted that video. But I literally <laughs> fall asleep, fell asleep breaking. Well, you guys are the best times, though. Mitch, by the way, serves you right. Serves you right for breaking hockey. I'd fall asleep too. Oh, oh wow! Oh, Cage, you gave an all-time play uh, when we used to give plays, which were like kind of like watchless. Like uh, people called us Mad Money. Uh, like, <laughs> he gave Austin Matthews, and he called him the Russell Westbrook of Young Gun. Austin Matthews PSA ten. It was like four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's now like probably two grand now. This was yeah. like one of our content team clip that, which brings <laughs> me to my next point. So. 
have you guys, just one second, one second, yeah. one second with content? Yeah. Have you seen the videos that we do on Instagram? Yeah, hundred percent. We follow okay. all your pages. You, you saw you saw the Bowman job. picture. You saw the Bowman forklift. That's 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 my 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 new favorite one that we did. The Bowman bull, forklift. Bullpen LA. Yeah. Go Bowman back. And go. Cut, uh, la, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when Bowman when Bowman twenty twenty two came out. Is that how much Bowman you got? You had to bring a forklift to show how much product you got? Oh, my God. No, wow. you guys post. I mean, you guys do really good content. If you guys don't follow them, Bullpen LA. You have Bullpen Gaming. But I want to talk about this. Because that's Ty. That's oh, Bullpen LA is all tied with the content. So we talk about cards, but there's also people starting businesses. And I think you have a business acumen, business advice to give them, right? There's not just, hey, buy this card. It's also how to run a good business. So we want oh, yeah. to do a show. Kind of remember, um, I can't. The guy's name is slipping, but we wanted to do like a hobby rescue Netflix series. Kind of John, like Taffer. John Taffer. John Taffer. Like a spinoff of Bar Rescue. So two things you've done really well that I, I've heard is, where I'd love for you to talk about this is sure. staffing, hiring, selling the vision, building a team, uh, and then another thing people are dealing with is inventory and theft and insurance and those worries. Like I just want to give Vadim some love if you guys don't follow Bait. There was some shit on Long Island, right? What happened? There's a few thefts if you go follow Vadim. Yeah. That's what he said. I don't know. Yeah, bagels and wax, Vadim. Yeah, I'll have to go look. Um. Okay. First, first, uh, staffing. Um. I only hire within. Um. You need to be a customer of ours. We need to kind of like fill you out. Um. At any one of any one of the stores. Um. I only hire within. There's an eye. I mean, it goes back to sports. Everybody has all used analytics for everything. There's still an eye test. There's still an eye test. Um, Hilarious and- that you say this because there was a point where we wanted to ramp up and we got a few sponsors. And I was like, let's put up some job postings on Indeed. And Cage says, dude, our best hires have always come from people who've listened to our show. Hmm. Yeah. That's it's, it's 100%. And so, um, so we, I mean, we're talking about hiring more people. And I, I literally will sit at midnight one night in, in the next couple of days and sit and go through my mind of who's come in the store, where can we hire, we need to hire two more people this in the next couple of weeks to, to help the four stores in LA. And so I'll come up with somebody this in this sometime next week. Um, when it comes to inventory. And it's gut, and it's gut for you, right? It's instinct. Yeah, it's, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, the kid who broke last night, Dexter was a, was a kid who used to come in for, he was like 11. He's now 18. He got a full ride to go to ASU. Kid's amazing. Kid used to be really quiet. Didn't usually speak. Now the kid doesn't shut up. <laughs> and same with our, my manager, Husto, has been working for since he was twelve. Um, such a good kid, and he. You know, there's not too many things that if you yell out a player in the store. When Husto and I are in the store, if you yell out a player in the last ten years, we'll usually tell you what college you went to. Wow. And, and, and you and you sit with them, mentor them, teach them a little history of the cards. Absolutely. And- Same thing with a breaker. If we bring a new breaker, the first thing you got to spend a few hours with me on handling cards and how to pass it off. And then you got to work with Harry because Harry's the one who sleeves and ships everything. Uh, you have to deal with Ty because uh, Ty's going to make sure your PC correct. And if you're not, then she's going to smack you. Um, so it's all. Uh, and you guys will have Ty on, I'm assuming. Sometime. We have to. I yeah. mean, from this episode alone, it sounds like. The best business advice you could give to anybody looking to succeed in business is go find Ty. Mm-hmm. I, so, do you guys want to know how resilient <laughs> this lady is? She's still a Knicks fan, and not only that, her PFP <laughs> or her profile picture is a Knicks logo. Oh yeah, 
Oh, she's yeah. Nick's her like she wants. I think we were trying to work on a PC for of Nick's getting posterized. Oh, <laughs> every player that gets stuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can make um, a poster just to Patrick Ewing. <laughs> he got long she's gonna love. She's gonna love that. Long shot Knicks fans. Maybe Donovan Mitchell goes there. I'm hearing a little rumbling of Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I like that. I, th- I think you might be right on that one. Um, but going back, uh, business inventory is really difficult. Um, we get we get so much because I've been doing this for so long. So I deal with direct accounts and five distributors and two other subs that I get product from and work with um, four or five other stores that I'm friends with that ask me for help and a couple other breakers that we get. We, and we have to allocate them out. So like at noon or 1130 in the morning, we just get UPS in. There's 200 empty cases of stuff that we've opened and I've got to pick out, okay, this goes, we have four boxes of them, two boxes of them, a case to them. All right, here's the pricing. And there's pricing on day of release. And then there's pricing for the secondary market. And there's pricing for the next week. So all that stuff has to be done within 48 hours of a product releasing. So like today we had five people waiting outside our door of all of our stores and all of our friends coming in, picking up the product and going to their store and going to sell. It's um, amazing. It's conveyor belt. Pretty much. And we keep, we keep all the stores that I help out and all the breakers. We have a spreadsheet of all the prices that we carry in our store, all 33,000 boxes. And so most of them only carry a thousand boxes, maybe in their store at all, but they have pricing that we can match all the stores in the area, match those prices. So they can't like play a game like, Hey, I just went to beat city collectibles and they were at 500 bucks and you're at, at four I'm like, no, we're, we're everybody's at 500. Well, how do you know? Cause we help them out. They're friends. So it, it goes like, back like and forth. You get to Mexico, there's no Ubers. All the taxis are the same price. I'll say, that guy gave me $20. You're charging me $30. He's like, no, 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 no. Nope. He nope. pulls out a sheet. He's like, hold up. Where are you going? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yep. $650. No. But, hey, but those, are, those, are things, those are two things. Again, um, I mean, again, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm always willing to help everybody. Um, I mean, I, that's, that's, what I, that's what I do. And again, with business-wise. take you up on that? Like the some young, do. Some young, do, but there's a couple stores that come think. in. Yeah, there's a guy, uh, my buddy AJ. Um, he's um, it's collectibles and stuff in Gilroy, California, which is the garlic capital of the world. AJ's like 21 and he's opening the store. He has no. He came down and met me, and he has no boxes in the store, just packs. I'm like AJ, we got we got to fix that. You're you're friends with me, so you can't do that anymore. So I gave him like fifteen thousand dollars worth of product to take up to his store. And it fills up his walls. I'm like, yeah. you just give me, pay me in a month, pay me in 60 days. Well, make sure, make sure you look like your store. What Mitch is not telling you is that, um, you know, he was he gave him all the uh, Dracula <laughs> and uh, New Moon and uh, you know Eclipse, uh, all the vampire products he had. Are you talking about Twilight? Really well. Twilight. You talking yeah. about Twilight? Twilight, uh, Twilight product. I, I'm trying to think of vampires. Lost Boys. You're talking about Lost Boys. Lost Boys. That's it. You got all the Lost Boys wax. It sells real well in Gilroy, the garlic capital of the world. It's a vampire product. Gotta love it. No, I'm gonna make you smile. Ian, show me that. My son started building something when we started. I don't know if you guys heard clicking. Let me let me grab that. Hi, Ian. Start over here. Come here, pal. Bring Dude, that over here. Mitch, not done. you are not done unbelievable. You, you, I don't. How did you know that? Look what he oh just my god, did. Thor! He built. He's building Thor's hammer out of Lego. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome! All right, I don't want to break it, buddy. You got to keep building. That's pretty sweet. 
<laughs> I'm watching him do this. Oh, I almost dropped it. I'm watching him do this while we're doing the episode. It's well, nuts. if you drop it, then you're not worthy. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm surprised I was even able to hold it. What, what I heard from you, two, Uh-oh, three hours of training, how to handle cards. By the way, gloves or no gloves? When breaking? No gloves. Absolutely not no. gloves. No gloves. I, I see that a lot. And a lot of people I'm like, are like, why is he not wearing gloves? Or like, why is cages... Fat fingers, my greasy fat hands. Because you're gonna catch, you're gonna catch on the glove. You're gonna catch a corner on this part of your hand. Watch them how they break cards. You're gonna catch this corner on every time. So when you see new breakers, and I'm not gonna mention names because honestly, we don't know how you don't. We don't. We only see what we see on camera. But does it frustrate you how (laughs) some of them go about their business and their you know rapid ascent? Yes. Hundred percent. It will drive me. I mean, I love Mikey at Pullwax. Um, I I started him. So all the Florida guys. I mean, Mike, Mikey at Pullwax. I've always just, looked for Mikey's dad. I've never met him. So now it all If you if you ask if you ask Mike if you ask Mike like who's it? he goes oh it's Mitch, Mitch is the bullpen. And he comes in our room and just like starts. It's he's he's such a good kid. Um, he's he just needs to calm down a little bit. But he's a great kid. I never know what he's talking about. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's just always going. I never know what he's doing back there. I never, I never know what he's doing. Never I never know. Mom, where's the meatloaf? Meatloaf! <laughs> but the thing about Mikey is he's very likable, right? Like, you don't yes. really know what's going on, but you're like, I want to root for this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, And again, like, you guys, were you guys at the Mint Show? Yeah. Did you guys I, I didn't. I didn't leave my booth. People just kept coming up to me and like, and they're like, oh my God, it's Mitch. Can we talk? And I'm like, sure. And I just... Uh, Again, I'm an open book, so I mean, I was helping out. I didn't, half the people I came up to me, I didn't know who they were, but they're a new breaker. They're like, "Hey, can we buy products from you?" Sure, let's we'll sit and talk. And but again, it's wonder if I just amazing. You, Mitch. I, I mean, I mean, you that, walked that by was... the booth. You looked. You looked in our display case because I brought six thousand boxes. I did. Yeah. Oh, nice. Did I buy it? I don't know if I bought anything. No, you just looked at the case and like, how much is that? And you're like, oh, shit, I want that. (laughs) Mitch, I'm I'm sure you've seen this. So uh, I lived in Mexico for a year and a half. But before that, I had I bought a ton of cars. I had Kobe rookies. I had Zion base. That was my my like first. But I sent them all either to a friend or to a vault. And then I was Mexico. So like to me, digital collectibles just make sense. Like, even if you think about it now, like PWCC, I go and I look at my vault and I'm like, oh, look at all the cards I have. Oh, list it. I'll list it on the marketplace. Sells in three days. Get the money. It's a digital collectible. I never even held the card. (laughs) NFTs, Panini Direct, all that stuff. Where do you sit with it? Where do you think about it? I'm an old school collector. I want it in my hands. I'm, I'm just like always holding cards in my hands. He likes to hold it in his hands, the power of Thor. So what, Mitch, the funny part about it is, you know, I I would, just in in knowing you now for 45 minutes, I would assume you are more of an and guy than an or. And I will tell you this. I would probably have said the same thing a year ago. And I'm sort of still leaning that way. I love the tangible. I love the stuff in my hands. I own a Mantle 5 I've never touched because it's in a vault. You know, I, I bought it. I could sell it. I'll never see it. It's almost digital in and of itself. But the one thing Andrew talked about before is knowing how many things are out there. I don't give Panini Digital a lot of credit, but every card, every digital card has a number, even the base. Right. right? So you know what the product universe is. You know what the story. And if you want a Panini Silver Prism, it's out of 149. 
Like, you know right. there's only 149 of them. Like, I, that doesn't mean digital beats physical. I would love for them to bring that over to physical and make every card number be kind of cool. But, but if it's not going to happen that way, digital does, I think, have that kind of going for it. Just, you know. And people are breaking it now. You know, oh, yeah, no. For me, it's just it's, – I'm, I'm still that old school kind of guy. I mean, boxes are still called wax boxes. Yep. It's just it's it's like how much what, what kind of wax do you have for sale? And everybody's like, "What's no. wax?" I'm like, "Wax boxes, guys, come on!" I mean, that's right, it's right. So still... fractional doesn't make much sense to you either, right? I mean, I, I I completely understand it. I just I if I was gonna if I was gonna buy some for me, I, again, I'm not really a, an investor type person when it comes to the fractional to NFTs. Again, I still would want want stuff from my cards. The digital aspect of it, um, I'm podcast still i mean these are like wow i can you guys are across the country wow this is crazy um still in that kind of crazy and think about it i mean how many customers you get in a day maybe uh, your business is best in class thousand customers a day right okay but from online online so yeah but now we can reach with just something virtual like this you can reach thousands and thousands of people where you get your voice and, and now we teach people educate them you know show them the right way to not to do the hobby but you guys know what i mean yeah I think it would be. It would be for me. It would be great. I mean, I, I, again, I, I'm. I'm. My my heart's is is still an educator. I still love teaching and kids. Again, I'd much rather have a couple kids in the store teaching them um, how to collect much better than guys who are spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Grant will help my pocketbook. You know why help. I love this man. You know why I love this and I love you. Andrew asked about digital, right? And it's it's something that could be polarizing. And it's something that a, a different person on the show who's got 35 years in the hobby, stores, physical, wax, collects wax boxes, could have answered it a very different way. You answered it by saying, basically, it's not my thing. Right. right. But you didn't go the step further and say, that's stupid. If you collect that, you're going to lose money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that if I were you. You just said, that's not the way that I choose to navigate the space. If it's the way you want to navigate it, great. It could be 10% of your portfolio. It could be five, whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I don't know whether you intentionally did it, and I apologize for shining a spotlight on it. I think we need a little more of that in the hobby because look, you're going to make your money. You're going to have your fun. You're going to collect and own what you want to collect and own. And there are other people out there who are going to collect and own what they want to collect and own. And you know, you didn't shit on it, which is no. great. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't say, Oh yeah, let's go. Digital's the way to go. I'm, I'm, I'm dumping millions in it. But you also didn't say screw the people who, who like that stuff. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's again, I'm, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's not what I would do, but again, you never know. In, in six months, Ty and Husto and, and my group could talk me into it and go, Mitch, I really think we should we should jump in this. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go deep do a deep dive for a few days and see if it's something. For right now, it's not what I would be doing. I, I enjoy what I get to do here. Um, but if if it if it can work for people, hey, awesome. Mitch, we didn't talk about grading yet, right? But I don't want just to just real quick, I want to add yeah, that. Yeah, the sure, reason that matters to me, because the reason I asked that is we see people going, we think of it this way. Oh, I collect cards and I go digital. But what we don't realize is people made a lot of money in digital. And maybe because I believe life is recruiting, right? You recruit people to your cause, to your business, to your interests, to your family. You, everything's recruiting. But why don't we recruit collectors over there to our hobby, right? <laughs> we think we're losing collectors where in reality we're only losing them if we're like they suck versus, hey, you collect. Come take a look at what we're building over here with tangible collectors. We're still family. 
that's still it's getting crazy together. Cousin. It's the yeah. weird cousin who's into tech stuff. But he still could be helpful every now and again, and you oh, want yeah. him to buy your stuff. You know, you want him involved. I get yeah. it. And it's right. You're 100% right. It all is I agree, though. Cage, grading is exactly where I want to go. So ask away. That's well, I, okay. So I, I'm just going to say something, and I want everybody who's watching on YouTube to check Mitch's face, right, when I say <laughs> this. And then you can ask whatever questions you're on grading. Sure, shoot. So we were waiting on one modern submission from PSA from December oh, yes. of 2020. Yes. And one from January. Okay. They both, we don't have the cards yet, but our grades hit, all right? So the 100, and I'm going to say, obviously, this is no, there are a lot of cards in there that are not completely shiny, right? Because it's modern, right? Okay. You know, there's some Marvel cards that I opened a sealed box of Marvel. I opened like eight of them and put in oh, my best gross. ones, right? My best ones, my most central ones. So there's a lot of that in there. But I want to I guess from you, Mitch. In my, in my December 2020 sub that I waited 18 months to get my grades back. 150 cards. How many tens do you think were in that? This is a guy now, who's now, graded lead, thousands of cards in his Leading life. up, my average is about <laughs> 82% gem 10 on my prior grades. Okay? Okay, so you're 150. 150. How many? Give me a number of cards of 150 that were tens. 60%. Say 90. Seven. Seven. Seven PSA 10s in 150-card sub. Then my January sub was 176 cards. You know how many were 10s? I'll say 70%. Five. So in a 326-card total sub, I got 12 PSA And they're not, not PMGs, not, not crazy? No. A ton of, like, 2017 Prism Basketball, 2016, you know, hoops. You know, like, like seven, my, Jamal, seven Jamal Murray optics. Jamal Murray optics that came out of packs in a break. No, so, so basically, you got effed in the A. How does that happen? What the hell happened? No, no South Park reference on that one. Yeah, I got I got effed in the A. You got effed in the A. Um, yeah, that's 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 really disappointing. Um, what the fuck am I supposed to do with all that shit? Hey, guys, come see me at the National. I got 326 PSA 7s oh, for you. That's awful. Um, I, 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 got, <laughs> I, I really have nothing. My um, condolences. Yeah. Just pretty much. Oh, my um, God. We, we, we're, we're a PSA drop-off point. We, we, dropped off, we, we don't ship PSA. We drop off and pick up every twice a week. So we, we, we literally we, we walk over and here. Here's your cards. Here. My but, issue is yeah. I don't want a lenient grader and I don't want a tough grader. I, I want the right consistency. grader. I just want consistency. consistency. Same so thing I with know what to expect. I mean, I guess I shouldn't have wrote fuck you PSA in the sub when I sent it in or I don't know what I must have done. Jeez. Talk about kick. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Rochambeau you for it. I'll kick you in the nuts and then you kick me in the nuts. I, go, I, I get to go, go first. first. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but with the PSA stuff, um, they've hired so many new graders, and this will probably I will try to let's see. Let, let me do the company line, for you, and then I'll then I'll be then I'll be the <laughs> the real one. The company lines is they um we've expanded over three times the size in the last year and a half. Um, that we've hired so many new graders that some of the some of the gradings have um got through the um gone through and um. <laughs> Uh, some pass, some pass on grades. They're climbing. Uh, maybe, They're climbing maybe, the ladder. 
some some of these have had um, problems with um, getting in damage, and we just didn't catch it. Um, uh, but the real answer probably is that they hired a new grader who didn't understand what a three by four card looks like. And that's and that's it happens. We've we've got some stuff back ourselves that we'll get like a five, and we can't figure out why. And we'll spend a half an hour. Ty's got a great eye, so does Susan, so do I, on what card. And we can't find it. Um, but it's really disappointing that you got that out of 180, you got seven. Five. 150 five, got seven. 176 got five. 12 that's, total in three. That's really disappointing. On again, if it if it's all PMGs and it's all crazy thin no, cards, no, then <laughs> I mean they're not. They're like cardboard stock, most of them. It's not even ultra modern. It's modern, you know, it's like 2015, 2016, 2017. That's 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 really dis- that's really disappointing. Something um, I think, like, a lot of people don't know, like, the reason universities were created was a, a lot of because of Henry Ford, right? He needed to train and our society needed to train skilled workers. I'm surprised an industry that's growing like this doesn't have, like, satellite training uh, grading all over the world, where in Europe you have a satellite center, in, in Asia, in, in America, you have these, like, schools where you go and I, learn how to be graded. I think PSA now has... PSA now has a now has an office in, in New Jersey. They're yeah. they were opening up there. Beckett, and this goes back two years ago when Jeremy Murray was the was the head of Beckett grading. Right when the COVID happened, they have like eight master graders. Yep. And I'm like, you have five division one universities in Texas. Go do a job fair. And first thing, do you have 2020 vision or better? And do you collect cards? And if the yes, yes is the first answer, and no is the second, is perfect. Then you get a second interview and look. Um, baseball I mean, players, I mean, baseball players would love this, right? You don't want to go into Wall Street. You want to do what you do. You have a huge attention to detail. You have a good eye, assuming. Um, and PSA graders at PSA are told – everyone's told to stay away from the graders. Don't put them in a bad mood. Don't let them – they have their own room. Literally, I'm not joking. They can wear whatever they want. Put them the, in a bad mood. Yeah. They put me in a bad mood. What the hell? So, so we're, what I'm getting is we're blaming Rob Palinka and the Lakers for bringing Westbrook over because he's put that entire PSA community in a bad mood. LA's been in a bad mood. Yes. You're hired tomorrow to be head of Beckett. What's your first move? First move um, is go look at – go literally retrain every grader. <laughs> sit, sit down and, and take apart the grading system – um, and fire anybody who still can do can, writes the magazine, and start magazine ma- the magazine over again with actually content that people care about. Content better grading. Do you like subgrades? I do, I do. It 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 it, it, it leads, allows me to look at a card first and what I'm looking for for a bad grade. Um, but uh, I think the the grading the grading system needs to be updated. I mean. PSA got so backed up because they didn't do anything with AI. And now all these new companies are coming in with AI. There's that new company tag. Uh, there's another one that um, a couple guys have brought stuff to me and I've looked at stuff and I'm kind of like, okay, I mean, I get what you're doing. Um, but again, at the end of the day, it's still going to be PSA Beckett and SGC. You really uh, are an and guy. I, I, I haven't actually connected with the rare edition guys or girls. But they're good. I- they're good people. I, I kind of like what Rare is doing. I mean, the slabs look really cool. 
Yep. They're not. They're in. They're in Los Angeles. They're not far from us. Nice. Uh, nice. Tag Tag's office is like literally ten minutes south of us. Um, they've come in the store a couple times. Um, um, there's there's a new guy coming in that's that's really bright. Um, uh, Brian's going to announce it sometime next month or so. Um, he'll be he'll be able to talk about it a little bit more. Um, Influencers, do they piss you off? <laughs> your, your buddy Gary, are we talking about anyone? Steve Aoki. I'm not. I mean, that's the two of them. Where we've hit um, Aoki. Um, so when Coffee and Cards came in, they came to they came they went to a couple other stores and they didn't come to me for asking for product. And I would have helped them if they would have came in and asked. It's a Mitch Ropin store in Hollywood. Could you help us out? They didn't. They went to other stores, and so they, they learned how to get retail products, not hobby products. And um, Then one of their guys, um, Dan, came in, and Dan did a podcast about being a Magic champion. And I'm sure you, you, you've talked to Miles. Um, Miles is Gunner. a Magic champion. The, Matt, Miles is really smart. Magic, he's great. I love him dearly. He's one of my favorite people to hang out with. And we listen to this podcast. And he talked about that he was he won a Magic Championship. I've played Magic for years. To win a Magic Championship is in, in truly impossible. And I did, so I talked to him about it, and Dan just went in a corner. And I just I don't get along with him. Be be honest. I mean, he, he the numbers that he says he does. If you're if you're bolstering the numbers you do on on your at your store, I, you're probably not doing. I have things. to be honest, Mitch. At this point yeah. in the conversation. Um, I think it might be cooler to not have won a magic tournament. No offense. <laughs> Miles yep. is your bestie, dude. I love Miles. Like Miles is awesome. <laughs> um, but no, but so you know, I went so, to school when it was like the Dungeons and Dragons kids were the ones you stayed away from. And here we oh, are. Yeah, no, like, oh, he said he Mag- won magic. He never won magic. You're like, okay, that's a good thing. <laughs> Mag- magic magic is just a great game though, but it's, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm just giving you shit. I'm I'm just, giving you're allowed to. You know Gary fired me? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, so but, I'm, I'm a little, I don't even know anymore. Well, my thing with Gary is if he says something on his podcast, he already bought it six months ago. Possible. Maybe two months ago. When he, when he talked about like, the Kevin Garnett, Luca stuff that he bought when the first national. Remember, if two months ago he was at the national buying up all those cards. And then he has a podcast. I'm like, that you should be buying those cards. And you're like, wait, you already bought them. You're driving the market. He's a minute. I mean, for he's for me, he's a manipulator, not a um, an influencer. But he's done a great job. I, I I give him all the credit. He has made money on it. So all props to him for making money. But I, I mean, for me, like when he came out and said that baseball cards and sports, I was already I was way ahead of him for years on sports cards. So it's, it's I mean, funny. it was already. I, I... I haven't been great at spot, uh, spotting manipulators in the hobby, but in like uh, NFTs, remember people were like, ETH is going to 10,000. There was this guy, Ralph Paul. I, I, now I look back, I'm like, I'm such a doofus. The things that they're telling me to buy, they already own. Uh-huh. So it's that pyramid and I'm coming in on top of them. That's what that's Remember that pyramid cage? Yeah. Cage is pyramid of trust. <laughs> yeah, my pyramid, man. The pyramid, the hobby's a pyramid, not a pyramid scheme, guys. 
But we yep. got to keep refreshing that bottom layer. Otherwise, you can't move up that pyramid. You can't, your Correct. collection can't move up that pyramid. You can't color up. And we're basically, in, we're in a weird spot now where the people on top of the pyramid think it's their job to shit on the bottom pyramid and hope yeah. that they're just going to stay. Yeah, no. And again, I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just telling no. the truth. And honestly, that's, that's, that's all I, I just want, my biggest thing these days is ha- holding everyone accountable. I love if, that, Mitch. What I meant by that really is the people who are sitting above saying the way you're collecting is stupid. And right. I, you would no, no, not I, say I'm that. right. I'm right you know? with you. I'm right with you. No, so people come out and say these things, and you're like, "That's not true." And then you're like, "Oh, I never said that." Yeah. Uh, so, but no, this hobby is amazing, and I and I and I love that we can sit down and talk for over an hour and just continue to do this. I mean, honestly, could we do this all night long? Of course. Yes. Yeah. I haven't done any movie lines yet. Like and I, I have that, a whole all night long. How would you- how would you hold people accountable, right? So two ways. I said this, uh, and I stand by this. I think breakers should be regulated like blackjack dealers. Like I think you should have to get a license regulation. We hear that word. We pa- I think you should have to get a license. Um, it doesn't have to be crazy. It could be like a three-week course. or two, You could get your real estate license two week, two weekends, and then you pass the test and you're good. Well, what Is not has, what not has, it has rules and regulations that you can't raz and you can't release product early. Both, both, both those they allow. Both they don't regulate too much. Right. So you talk about, but but overall regulation, not an internal regulation. That's almost yeah. like NCAA violates something and don't worry about it. Uh, you know, a school, a college violates, right. violates a rule. It's like, oh, we're self, we're self punishing. You self-punishing, know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, 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 no. is in charge you know, of the my daughter does something wrong. That's like, oh, I feel bad about doing it. That's punishment enough. No, right. <laughs> you can't regulate yourself. You know, like that's it doesn't really work. You know. But, but no, I'm, I no the licensing idea is you. interesting, man. Because I mean, someone would say like, you need a license to drive a car, you need a license to fish. Very hey, good. Hey, hey. Wow, I didn't even do the whole line. Holy <laughs> shit! He pulled the Keanu Reeves line out of Parenthood. Nice. Wow. Mitch, Keanu we... Reeves was in Parenthood. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. I thought there was just the, the, the two. Wow. Red, I didn't even get up to the any but no, was it ass Steve Martin. Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah, father. It was he's talking about yeah. not, you know his dad being shitty, and you don't need a license to be a dad. Wow. You, don't need, you don't. You need a license to catch a fish. You need a license to own a dog. Yeah, any butt gleaming <laughs> asshole can be a dad. <laughs> Mrs. Buck. My first cast ever. Wow. I caught a huge fish. Actually, holy oh, cow! Man. That was nice, Mitch. Hold that Thank one. <laughs> Has uh, Carporn ever wandered into your office? He lives there by you. Um, no, he hasn't. Um, he's uh, he's spoken with Ty. But never me. What um, do you think of that re- regulation? Because I think he does I a love good it. job. You like it. I would love to see regulation because, again, it's holding people accountable. Learn how to break. I mean, again, I, I'll teach classes on how to break. Be more than happy for someone to come in and, like, get in a room. I'll teach people how to break and how to, how to do content and be entertaining. Um, that's one thing I, I mean, I, I talk about. It. I mean, you've got to be entertaining. If we're a higher price than some, it's because we entertain people. I mean, we I can do movie trivia for decades. <laughs> I, I believe it. Like, Cage, my my, my, my manager behind me can do can we him and I can do Wedding Crashers verbatim for the entire movie. And who's seen that one? I love Wedding Crashers. All one. the best movies I've seen, I I have a feeling, you know what's old is new and what's new is old. I think movie theaters can make a comeback because I think if we all look back, the best movies we've seen are at movie theaters. Of course. Wedding Crashers and Dark Knight. 
were the two two of my favorite like modern movies. Both I saw in theaters, and they, they it's something different. You know, you're you're not on your fucking phone the whole time. Uh, Top Gun is Top Gun is amazing. Just to let you know. Oh, I didn't the new see that. Then they It's exactly what it's supposed to be. Fun, catchy lines, really good action, loud, um, really good. Slider, you stink. Slider, you stick. Good stuff, man. You uh, you have an uncanny ability of, you're very opinionated, but you don't burden with your opinions. Like, I think people are going to leave this episode, they're going to be like, I have a lot to think about, but it's not like, you know, oh, this guy is telling me how to think. I love how you um, deliver your messages. I love how it's, but this might not be for me. This is how I see it, but it's, it's, it leaves space. You, for other people to kind of draw their own conclusions, think for themselves. And I think that's what makes you a great teacher. Actually, Thanks guys. I mean, any, any, any I just, I'm just not who I am. I mean, that's all I want to do is just hang out. So Soho next yeah, week. Talk about so, the opening. Yeah. Talk about, you know, next week, as, long, as long as, as long as we get everything there, which we should be there, hopefully Monday and I'll be out there probably Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Um, literally I will stay the night in the store on the couch to make sure everything gets done built. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. When is so it actually open to the public? Uh, should be that Saturday. Hopefully next Saturday. That's All that's right. the goal. Well, you message me when you're there. Maybe I'll stop by. Yeah, help you. I'll I help should. You build in a suit. There, there'll, there'll be some. There'll be some fun people there. The demon should be there. The right. will be there. George will be there, of course. Cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, um. And you want to? I mean, is it a secret? Do, no. Are you gonna you gonna talk about maybe some of the other locations? You talk about eight, a six, seven, eight, kind of a secret, top secret. You don't want to give anybody a head start on where you might be. Um, it's okay. Ne- no, no. The, the next one, my, my one of my buddy, one of my <laughs> one of my best friends owns a minor league baseball team, and nice. so in North in Northern Colorado, he is building a facility for uh, his team. There is two hotels. There is eight little league fields. There's a softball field. Um, and there, right behind home plate, there will be a bullpen, Colorado. Wow! In the stadium, that's cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's cool. So it, again, I don't know how long often I'll be there, but it'll just—it's a single A ball uh, baseball team. Just to how is there not fun. a bullpen at the Arizona uh, Diamondback Stadium? Um, there will might Arizona is is a is a thought. I have a really cool idea for Arizona that I can't let because somebody will jump on Someone the idea it. before. But like, don't um, you think every stadium should have a sports card store um, inside? Uh, Chris Costa, um, in New in New England. Yep. yep. He's got one in um, he has one in Fenway. Foxborough. He has one, uh, with the Bruins and um, the TD Garden, and he has one at the Boston. Uh, there's one more stadium he's got. Yeah, Fenway. Wow. Yeah. Chris Costa is amazing. Yeah, he's Good got three him. stores there. Yeah, him on. He was that. I mean, also another like you know hobby positive. You know, great yeah. Stuff, Chris is great. You know, but what's cool about it, man, and Mitch, even just to the end here, um, you know, I'll get back to hockey in Colorado in a second because Andrew predicted that the Avalanche were going to win the cup this year before They're not the playoffs going even to. started. Camp, Tampa's winning it. I mean, is Tampa going to get by the Rangers? Yeah, please. I mean, Tampa's resting. You have, the best, you, have, you, have the be- you have the best defenseman in hockey in Victor Hedman, and you have the best goalie in Andre Vasilevsky. No, Shesterkin's got something to say about that, man. He had a better year this year. <laughs> He definitely did. Um, Check the numbers. His, what, better no, no, year. No, no, no. Overall, yes, better year. sure. But yeah, better year. Game, game sevens, championship games. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 one goal right. in seven games. You're right. You're right. Well, is it going to go to seven games? No. Anything can happen six. in seven. All right. It's well, going to go to six. I mean, you, you got a lot of faith in that Tampa team. They came out real sluggish 
after yep. taking that much time off in game yeah. one. We'll, we'll and, they're, and they're getting their best player back, or maybe yeah, their third best player. This, this is this is true. I just think the Avalanche are just the, the cream. I they think they don't have the goalie. I don't think I don't think Tampa really. I mean, look, they're going to get him back, but I don't think they have. I think the Avalanche defense can deal with them. They don't have a huge, you know, top line. You know, we'll see. The, <laughs> we'll see. The Rangers. I mean, part of it is the Avalanche are going to be really rested. They already swept them. They're going to. You don't want to be rested like that. You don't want to. I know, be and that, that's part of what the game one what happened that's with the problems. Back. It's mm-hmm. interesting. It's fun to watch. I want the Avs to win, not because I give a shit, but because Andrew predicted it, and and that would make some great content. He actually what said really this. happened is Cage <laughs> asked me for my NHL predictions, and I said, I don't like to predict for prediction's sake, just in general, and I don't like to predict and change it on the fly either. Like, I made my predictions. It was the Bucks and the Suns. I was wrong about both. I live with it, and then I come back next year. I'm not, I don't like that, like uh, – I asked him about NHL. He said, I'm not making a prediction, and I went on to predict everything, including the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. Um, it's some sweeps and some early rounds. It's just, everything was right. And I said, Andrew got this right. Andrew got this right. He got it all right. And in the middle of it, he says, I don't know any of these teams or any of these players. And he finally got like all like, he's like, I don't know any of this. It was really My fun. love language is words of affirmation. What's funny, so I'm, dude. I'm lucky you're to winning have him as a, you're wi- as you're a winning. friend, as a business partner. Let me tell hey, you. You got, you got him in the finals. You got him in the finals. Mitch, the best yes. part of the last five minutes, not any of this hockey crap, because nobody watches hockey, Boomer. That's what they say on, on WFAM to Boomer. Craig Carton used to say that to him. But here's the fun part. You talked about Costa cards. You've talked about so many other people in this business who do something that you do, who are in a similar spot, who might be considered, quote-unquote, competition by a lesser individual. Costa cards, same way. So many of the people we've had on our show, they do not think that the way to make their light shine brighter is to blow out somebody else's candle. They can succeed, and you can succeed. And I, believe it or not, I, I think that is the lesson of today's episode. I, I think if more people took that and allowed, as Andrew likes to say, the whole pie to grow, right? You know, we're all in right. this to grow the, the pie for all of us. There's enough for everybody to eat, right? Uh-huh. There's, there's no I. It's we, us, team. I mean, it's, it's I mean, I, I, for me, I couldn't do it without my team. Yep. Ty, Harry, Husto, Billy, couldn't do it without any Again, like Ty, Ty. If I could, if I didn't have Ty, I couldn't do any of this stuff. But it's all about us. Did I mean, you find her? Or did she find you? Um, she came. She was a customer for in in 2016. She buys non-sports stuff, and of course, Knicks. And so she <laughs> buys basketball. And I had just gotten an argument with my landlord. She's like, "Are you looking for a partner?" And she's like, "I, I would like to invest some money in." And I was like, "And so we we came." We she was tired of losing on the Knicks cards. <laughs> So oh she found God. she yeah. found a better bet. <laughs> she's gonna come and she's gonna get you. She's gonna come after you. Um, no, but and then so we sat down, we talked, and she's and she's like, I just want to invest. And she really just kind of she'll tell you that she just invested in me. And we were and she was like, and then she kind of fell in love with the industry again. She's like, This is so much fun. I gotta be here every day. And she just started working more and more. And the ideas that I have, I've all these balls in there, I'm like help. And she puts it in this and goes, That's the idea we're doing. When we did trade nights and Trade this. We were the first really guys doing trade nights back in 2018 and 19. Mitch, it's we funny doing... how that works, right? You got all these ideas, but you weren't able to execute any of them until somebody came who could execute. Mm-hmm. This is why oh, I, this is why I love genius. that man sitting right there because yeah. we'll talk for an hour, and all I will do is just jump out all of the things that are in my brain, mm-hmm. and in the next week, all of them will happen. Yeah, that's I'd my like executor. Right? I'd there. like to meet this Thai lady. Thai? I, I, I think I could learn a lot. Where are you? Come Mitch. here, tell him. 
Come say before, hello. Before we're going to we... have her on the show. Where is she? Where are you? Hey. Hi. Hi. You're Hi. amazing. So responsive. We, Man. I think uh -oh. I messaged you oh, like yeah. less than a week ago. Hi. And then here we are already interviewing Mitch. You are, you're on the ball. So it's really, really nice to meet you. And I'm a big fan of you both. Nice to meet you guys. I'll, uh, I, apparently I will maybe be talking to you guys soon. Yeah. You I have a trivia on. question for Ty. Uh -oh. Oh, no. Who is the last Nick that was drafted and then re-signed? Yeah. So after their rookie contract, like <laughs> the last Nick that they drafted and got signed to a second contract. It's incredibly ridiculous. It, this is not that Ty doesn't know her stuff. This is how bad they were at RJ oh, Barrett might RJ Barrett might be the next one. That's well, why I, I think just came I up. think he will be. I think he will be. 100%. So, I don't know if you guys can so hear me. So you have to think yeah. about you have to think about whether or not a quarterback is the the right person to be the point guard on the team. What? <laughs> I'm gonna guess Charlie Ward just because yeah, Charlie I'll, I'll Ward. It wasn't really right. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward was the <laughs> last one. Kate and I are on the same page all the time now. Yeah, yeah, I was going back that far. I was like going back year by year by year by year by year. All by and they've been pretty bad. So think of all the, the, the high draft picks that they've had. You know, I remember one oh. year Walter McCarty was one of three first rounders they had. University of Kentucky. This guy, man. This guy. Can't throw any fastballs by him at all. Well, listen, we're definitely going to have you on, but you should listen to this episode because Mitch here has I, just well, sung your praises. Well, I've heard his half yep. from my office, but I haven't heard your guys's. You're, half, so. You are the Andrew of this podcast. It sounds like Mitch kind of throws stuff up in the air and you handle it all and you execute see, it, which is exactly what Andrew does. You me have an egg on my face where I said, wait, Mitch, you're not as expected. Did you invent the Gutenberg press? <laughs> <laughs> that was my opening line. I am a doofus. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. <laughs> Well, guys, well, we are one, guys. 75 in tight. It's great to meet you. We're definitely going to have you on. <laughs> we appreciate your time, brother. And, I mean, you know, we're not, we're not dead yet, but we're almost dead. You guys can reach out to me at any time, guys. You guys need anything, I'm always around, guys. Especially if you come to L.A. or uh, Cajun, New York next week. Yeah, man. Definitely message me. and Have fun storming a castle. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.